You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. With Shopify POS, you can accept credit cards, mobile payments, and every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing, starting on day one. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mlbpodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mlbpodcast to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash mlbpodcast. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven a deep left for the live GN. Aaron Judge, line one right down the line. Swung on and line to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring Tyner from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Welcome back, everybody. We got another episode of the Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan back with you to talk about another series win for the Yankees. But, Sean, we were probably expecting to talk about another series sweep after the Yankees dominated the Rays. Then they were dominating the Blue Jays for two games, actually, for more like two and a half games. They had an 8 3 lead in the sixth inning yesterday. And then the bullpen coughed it up, a couple big home runs for Toronto, and they tend to do that. They're a great hitting team. We talked about that on the last podcast. So this was definitely going to be a, a bigger test for Yankees pitching as the Rays, who are a good team overall, are not a good hitting team. Blue Jays are the opposite. They have a ton of power. They flexed it yesterday, and they come away with a 10-9 win after trailing by five in the sixth inning. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a weird game. It, it reminded me a little bit of Game Two of the 2017 Division Series against the Indians, where you had a terrible call go against you because I think it was Castro that was pitching uh, that they called two consecutive strikes. Well, the first of which was was clear as day a, a strike uh, balls, and that changed that at bat, led to a walk, and then the next batter hits a grand slam. I mean, you know, we're, we're sitting here and it, it, you know. To blow an eight three lead, it feels terrible. But um, you know that that those calls go the other way. We could be talking about a completely different game. And at the same time, you still took two out of three from from a division rival. They're still pretty far back. I mean, what eleven games? I think. Yeah, we, we left. Yeah, we left eleven uh, eleven up on them. And yeah, you like to put the sweep and 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 kind of bury them even deeper. But you know, it happens. The bullpen's been great. Um, you know, very rare poor performance by Wandy. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, Castro has enough issues with control. He doesn't get those two calls, you know, everything changes and, and it is what it is. But, um, 
yeah, a disappointing end to an otherwise really good series. I mean, Friday night was was super fun, especially you had that eight run fifth inning. Um, Rizzo hits the walk off home run to end the last series, and then the next one he really blows the 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 roof off in, in game game one and with with the grand slam, and then you know the really good pitching matchup on on Saturday and the Yankees, and um, you know I don't want to want it to get lost. Aaron Hicks had a huge hit. Yeah, that bases clearing double was was certainly a, a big hit. He came through with uh, I, I can't even remember the last time he had an extra base hit with runners in scoring position before. Well, the last time he had an extra base hit with the bases loaded was 2017. Jeez, well that's tough. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that shows you both a how brutal he's been with runners in scoring position, and b how you know probably hasn't had as many chances as a normal player because he's been hurt for so long. But he uh, finally came through on on Saturday with the big hit. And like you said, they out they uh, got to Alec Manoa, who was a, another trendy Cy Young favorite. The Yankees have taken down two of them in the last week because they beat McClanahan in the Rays series, and they'll actually get him again tonight. So Yankees are facing a ton of good pitching. They dropped 10 runs yesterday they scored nine runs or uh, they scored eight runs in one inning on friday so the yankees are having little issue with the offense and honestly this series kind of played out a lot like the way we imagined it might they were coming off a series where they faced really good pitching and a weak lineup and they won a lot of low scoring games and then you come into this series facing an overall weaker pitching staff. Manoa is still fantastic. And Stripling came in with really strong numbers too, but facing a much better lineup than Tampa Bay. And the Yankees uh, got a couple big extra base hits. They won in a laugh around Friday with a big inning, and then they lost in a slugfest on Sunday. I mean, I know a lot of people are were up in arms about blowing that late lead, but it's a 162-game season. Even the best teams in baseball history are going to lose in painful fashion some point I mean the 2018 Red Sox got no hit in the regular season like this this stuff happens yeah it, it look the you know there's no way to sugarcoat it the game on Sunday as a fan was stunk but I mean regardless they still they hold held the Jays in the first two games to three runs combined um and you know but you when you're up as you know, what was it? 10, 10 to one at the time, but those last two runs are kind of just, you're pitching to the defense at that point. I mean, you just, it is what it is. And then, you know, to just shut out the next day. Um, and I thought that was huge for Tyone too, to get, you know, he had had two shaky starts in a row and, and, you know, he pitched really well uh, against a really tough lineup in, in that middle game there. Um, and, you know, Montgomery in the first game p- pitched great. And especially I always, I, I always think like the Blue Jays lineup should be so tough for him, but you know, what, what a really good start to set a tone in the, in this series in, in game one. And then, you know, Sevy's coming off some sort of illness where he obviously he labored through, through five innings there. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, the, you know, the blown call was tough, but also um, you kind of see it. And it was the typical, and I'm sorry to say this, but the typical Aaron Boone inning where you try to get a little bit more out of your starter than you probably should. And then he's a little late, in my opinion, to bring Wandy in. It, it just was a weird inning. And Boone's been really good this year. And and I probably would have managed that differently if I were him. But um, 
it happens, man. Like you said, it's, it's one out of 162. It'd be nice to get the sweep, but I mean, this is the beautiful thing about having a, you know, an 11 game lead in the division. It's like, you can lose a game like this. And it's like, yeah, we're still up by double digits. We're still on pace to be one of the greatest teams ever. And and yeah, it sucks, but you know what? Uh, it's not bad that this team faces a little bit of adversity, you know, once in a while in the regular season, because they're not going to have a lot of opportunities to, it looks like. So we'll see how they bounce back, um, you know, tonight. Yeah. I think it's important to keep a big picture approach to this, recent stretch because you think about the beginning of last week when we're gearing up for this 13 game stretch that everybody was talking about you have two series against Tampa you've got Toronto then you've got four against Houston to close it out everybody was saying you know this this is going to be the true test to see just how good the Yankees are so if we sat here and told you then that at the end of the first week the Yankees would be five and one in the first six games of this stretch, I think everybody would have been thrilled to sign up for that, especially if we said that we swept a Tampa team who has given us a lot of trouble in, in the past. So I think, uh, I think that's important to remember. Obviously you start hoping to, you know, sweep once you have a five run lead in the sixth inning. But like you, like you said, sometimes, sometimes the uh, bullpen just doesn't have it. Castro who's actually been, much better of late didn't get didn't get much help with those with those calls and you know you still you still got to get them out can't give serve up a a grand slam and wandy boone uses wandy against righties a lot and he seemed he's effective against both righties and lefties but like you like you said with monty you were surprised that he that he doesn't get more trouble from a blue jays team that's so many heavy hitting righties was I don't know I, I get nervous when Wandy comes in against Toronto because they have so many dangerous righties. You know I, I I'm surprised that that Peralta wasn't in to face the lefties, um, but I think more than anything Peralta's changeup helps him against righties because it's so good. Wandy has a really good changeup, so I mean I, I you know I had no issue bringing him in. Period. I was just surprised they waited that long. Um, but you know it what it is what it is. It it happens and. Um, like I said, just because I would have managed the game differently doesn't mean that, uh, you know, does, doesn't mean that it's like cause cause for alarm or anything, but I mean, there was a lot of positives to take out of the series too. You know, Rizzo had a home run yesterday. He had the grand slam in game one. Hicks got a big hit. Um, you know, Gallo had a, had a decent series. Um, what he had two walks yesterday, scored two runs. He had a home run in the first game, right? Yeah, he was 0 for 1 with a couple of walks yesterday. Had the home run. He had um he had a he double had, yeah. in, in uh in the game when Hicks had a double too, I think. Was it that same game or yeah. 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 So yeah, so Gallo Gallo had a had a fine series. He made a really great run and catch in the outfield yesterday too, in what looked like it was definitely gonna be a double to the wall. And and Gla- yeah, Glaber had a good series too. He had what multi hit game in every game of the series, I think. Yeah, and he, including a home run, including a home yeah. run yesterday. This time to the pull side. I know he's been going deep oppo a lot this season, but continuing to show he's got his power swing back to all fields. And yeah, it's you know short term memory. This is painful, but it's it makes it easy to forget the first two games of the series and also what the Yankees did well the first six innings of yesterday's game. That the Yankees. Rizzo had the walk off to end the Tampa series, and then he comes in. He's still swinging a hot bat, so you gotta love what you're seeing from Rizzo. He's 
looking like he's got his swing back from early April when he was keeping pace with Judge and Stanton when they were on that uh, home run streak. So, you know, Judge feels like he hasn't gone deep in a while, but he also had a big a big double yesterday. Gallo had a good series. Hicks had a big hit. Torres is continues to uh, continues to swing the bat well. And it, again, the starting pitching. Tyone had given up what was it seven earned runs in his last two starts before uh, before Saturday, and then he pitches a gem against a really good lineup. Montgomery looked really good. Severino, I'm not too too concerned about. He'd been getting better and better each start, and I think this sickness and changing his uh, routine a little bit probably threw him off, but. I mean, even Severino, he gave up the home run to Vlad to start the game. Then he, then it seemed like he really started to settle down, and he was pitching well. And then I think he just kind of tired a little bit. And how much that had to do with him still not feeling great or just not being in his rhythm, who who knows? But overall, I'm, I think it was a very good series. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the game looks totally different if you take Sevy out after he gives up that one run in the fifth. I just. I, I think it was a terrible decision to to run him back out for the sixth, especially knowing he was battling an illness, probably a little bit fatigued, like five innings, three runs probably would have been perfect, but it is what it is. Now he's back on his regular rotation and he's got a good test Friday night. He's going to pitch against the Astros, which we'll talk about next episode, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm not worried about it. I think if anything, Sevy's one of those guys, it's just a matter of, is, is he healthy? Because his stuff is always so good, and he's just a little fatigued, and, and it is what it is. But, um, yeah, kind of a, a frustrating end to it, to an otherwise, like like we we're saying, really good series, a lot of positives. I mean, you know, it, we're laughing, but, you know, Higgy hit a, hit a homer yesterday, so maybe he's going to start producing a little bit more. Um, we got a lot out of, uh, you know, a lot out of Judge, even though he hit a home run, Glaber. You know, like to see maybe LeMahieu come up, uh, come up a little bit more here and there. But uh, overall, pretty pretty happy with with how the team looks. And and you know, even get, you're getting contributions from guys like like Marwin Gonzalez and whatnot. And I, I mean, it's just it's it's hard as a fan to look at things from that kind of you know kind of zoomed out lens. But when you look at it, they, they went on the road and took two out of three from a division rival after sweeping another division rival at home. And that's just a great stretch. They've still won nine out of their last 10 games. And, um, you know, that's like, what, what more can you ask for? It's just like, yeah, the, the loss sucked and it is, it is what it is. Yeah. And even if you zoom out even further and look at the bigger picture, we just, I was just thinking about this yesterday, how yesterday was the kind of, you know, slugfest that a lot of people expected between the AL East overall this season and how oh, you got four teams that are probably going to be competing for the division. And you could see the Yankees finishing fourth out of those four because the Red Sox got better. The Blue Jays got better. They, uh, the Rays are, the Rays always give you trouble. And here we are on, you know, but we're, not that far away from 4th of July. The Yankees have an 11-game lead in the division. I mean, this is painful loss aside. We are we are still at absolute best-case scenario, I would say, through the first, you know, what has it been, two, two and a half months of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you, you couldn't have written a better script throughout the first, I guess we're over a third now, so pretty pretty great sitting here on june 20th double division double digit lead in the division 
Um, I don't know how many they're up for the best record in baseball, but the last time I looked, it was like seven games for the best record in all, which is insane. That's, that's crazy. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of how the team responds now after a tough loss. And you, you know, I had said this last time when they were in Minnesota and it didn't work out, but you got the guy on the mound that you want in, in Cole coming back off a, off kind of a tougher loss. And, um, you kind of didn't have some of your big guns in the bullpen yesterday, you know, Holmes needed a break and, and King. So, you know, you'll get those guys back, uh, tonight with Cole on the mound. Yeah. The, uh, the only problem is they're facing McClanahan, who's obviously gonna, gonna do his part too. So I would, I would expect a low scoring game, but you know, it's regardless, it, it gives you the opportunity now to, to go in and show, Hey, we had a tough loss, but this is a different kind of year. We're going to bounce back and they're going to, to Tampa, which is a place they've always had trouble and, and, and see what goes on. But I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I mean, overall, I mean, look, two out of three from Toronto, I'm super stoked. Anytime, you know, the, the old adage, win, win two out of three at home and, and play 500 on the road. Well, they're doing a heck of a lot better than that. Sweeping teams at home and then taking two or three on the road. Yeah, to put the Yankees put the Yankee season in perspective, and by the way, they're seven up in the loss column for best record in the league uh, in front of the Mets. But excellent to yeah to put their dominance this season in perspective. The Yankees could play five hundred overall the rest of the season, and I think they would still win ninety eight games. Yeah, yeah, I, I did that, that exact thing yesterday, actually, or the day before yesterday. I was like, what would happen if they just played five hundred? And yeah, I got it right around the same answer. So that's. <laughs> That's uh, that's that's pretty impressive. Not that they could play 500 the rest of the way, and they would still be in competition to finish with the best record in the American League. So, so everybody, settle down. It was a tough loss. Those are going to happen, and there there will be another one or two somewhere between now and the end of the season. It it's just what happens when you play so many games. You're going to lose in painful fashion every now and then, and hopefully there have been some some lessons learned. I think. You know, Aaron Boone maybe got a little complacent with his starting pitching this year because of how good it's been. And maybe it's this was an important reminder that regardless of how good they've been, not every starter is going to come out every day and be able to give you those six innings. I mean, it was Lindsey Adler, I think, who wrote that really good article about the Yankees initiative this season to get more length out of their starters and pitch those six innings and keep that bullpen fresh for the postseason, which it hasn't been in recent years. But that's that's not going to happen every day, especially when one pitcher hasn't been feeling well and had to miss a start. So ho- yeah, hopefully lesson learned. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team yeah you come out of playing three really high you know close high leverage games in the tampa series and then you know the the first game was kind of a laugher but the that second game was 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 pretty tight even though it was a four nothing game so we got a lot of texts on the bullpen without a day off it it happens all right and then uh the other narrative of yesterday's game and again if you like what you're hearing please rate review and subscribe to the bomber brother podcast brought to you by wfan and odyssey but let's talk about josh donaldson he gets hit by the pitch from kikuchi on a pitch that was so obviously unintentional and obviously we can't gauge pain from watching on a tv screen but it didn't even really look like the pitch caught him flush or anything and then he kind of takes a few steps and slams the hell out of his bat on the ground like he's trying to break it. And then and then just pretty much effortlessly jogs to first, like, again, reminding everyone that it didn't really hurt him at all. And you're wondering what the hell he was so mad about. Then he goes deep and hits an absolute no doubter his next time up. And he does the bat flip and the backwards walk, admiring it, and then... Had some had some things to yell in the in the dugout after and and then the Blue Jays a few innings later wake up and it was kind of something we saw a few weeks ago with the whole White Sox Tim Anderson situation they they get into it and then all of a sudden the White Sox win what the next two and the Yankees lose a rare series which they've barely done at all this season so I don't know, I thought we were talking about we were talking about this yesterday how it might be good to talk about because. Donaldson has always been known for his, you know, fire and a lot of people appreciate that and say it injects life into the team, which I'm sure it does. But it's also important to remember that it usually comes at the expense of another player or team and it's probably going to wake them up, too. So, you know, it's it's baseball. Honestly, if the Yankees just pitch better, maybe get a uh, strike call here or there Boone has a quicker hook here or there we're not even talking about this but um I don't know about you Sean I'm kind of not a huge fan of of Donaldson's sometimes just just especially on a on a day like yesterday it just seems so forced like what the hell are you so mad about when you get hit by that pitch like I, it, it just seems so forced and I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of tired of it. I don't know what you think about Donaldson so far this season, but I, I'm just, I'm just not a huge fan of, of what happened yesterday. Yeah. I, I mean, Donaldson was always going to get off on the wrong foot with me. Cause I loved Gio was, I love Gio. He's one of my guys, but um, you know, to replace him with Donaldson who comes in with a negative reputation, I'll say, and, you know, what was the, oh, we wanted a little F you or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, all right, that that's fine. And I like intense players. And I think like, you know, if, if you want to, if you want to, if you're an intense player, like let's take a Paul O'Neill or if you're a, a, you know, maybe a player that's a little bit flashier, like, um, 
you know, kind of like Bryce Harper. Like, that's cool. I, I like that. I appreciate that. Um, you know, but I feel like Donaldson does it to try to get a rise out of people. And and like you said, it, it feels very forced and it feels very much like it's coming from an insincere place, I'll say. And, you know, like I, I didn't understand why he was so upset when he got hit. That was that was really weird. And then, you know, you, you hit a big home run like what they were they were down two one at the time when he hit the home run. And then that put them ahead. Yeah, put, yep. Huge home run. Go ahead. Flip your bat do whatever you want to do, but then you get in the dugout, like don't start yelling at the other team or, or, you know, like trying to, and I mean, you saw, I mean, it, it fired up the blue Jays. The blue Jays started kind of coming, jawing back. I, I, the reliever, I forget his name was John at, um, uh, what's his face Glaber at one point, which was kind of like weird, but at the same time, it's like, well, you've kind of entered into this and, you know, the only other series the Yankees have lost since Easter has been the 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 game, the two games after the whole Jackie thing with 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 Donaldson, and it's like you're. I feel like you're not pumping the Yankees up. You're you're getting the other team like more motivated because the Yankees are beating teams into submission, and then it's kind of like Donaldson's like waking them up, and they're like, you know what, f these guys, we're gonna we're gonna go after him. That's how it appears. I don't know. Maybe in the clubhouse, he really is firing them up. But I mean, when you have a guy like, in, in my opinion, you have a lot of good leadership on the team without him. Um, you know, Rizzo has been there. He's won World Series. He, he's been in the league a long time. Judge knows what it takes to win in New York. Um, and then you you have a lot of, you know, LeMahieu. Le and, and you know, I, I think Stanton is underrated for what he brings in terms of personality to a team. Um, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't think you need this kind of forced, uh, forced FU I'll say, like, I, I think it's good to play with an edge, but there's different ways to do that, that, you know, are more of like, just worry about yourself, worry about your team. And, and yeah, it's, 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 it's I'm kind of over him. Yeah. Well, that's where I would draw the line or the distinction between him and a guy like O'Neill, like you said, like, of course he would get fired up and it would be over the top. And sometimes he would be like, okay, like calm down but it was like you said was never used with the motivation to like get a rise out of the other team he was more just like pissed off at himself and then I think I I mean I can't count how many interviews you've seen on O'Neal whether it was in his Yankeeography or whatever when when players were like, man, if he cares this much about every single one of his at-bats, like I better care about mine. So like you saw the purpose that it could serve, even if sometimes it did seem over the top. And even there were times when I was like, okay, like this is just like a little much, but it was like, it was never directed towards just getting a rise out of the other team. It just seems like that's, it just seems like that's like Donaldson's source of of motivation at least at least lately I you know I didn't watch him enough before he got to the Yankees to say that this was always his trend but I mean it seems like based on well we know he likes pissing other people off yeah yeah we know that I mean we've the whole Giolito thing with the um sticky stuff last season and he had to meet with Cole because of what he said to him about using sticky stuff when the Yankees traded for him so he has a past that that follows him around. So we we know that that's there. But seeing it seeing it up close now, as now that he's on a team that we watch every day, I'm just I'm growing a, a little tired of it. I thought yesterday was so 
over the top and 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 again well just to be clear like the bad flip and everything like that's great like definitely do that that's that's cool that's fun i like it but just why why so mad when you get <laughs> when you get clipped i would say at the most at clipped by that pitch that there's i know i know we're watching it on tv i didn't feel it but there's no way it could have hurt that bad to where you got that mad and frustrated like slamming his bat like he's tyler austin about to charge at joe kelly or something <laughs> like i just that's just so so excessive i just don't understand I, I, maybe he's trying to fire himself up for the rest of the game. I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I'm just uh, kind of over it. Well, Tyler Austin that time deserved to be upset because that was very intentional. That was That's a fun. That was a fu- that was a fun fight. But yeah, Donaldson. It's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, I mean, I don't think either of us like we enjoy when players. Like, express themselves like I, I that's one of the things i really like about stanton because you know judge hits these bombs but he doesn't you know he does the he doesn't really celebrate them as much but when stanton hits one he'll he'll admire it for oh, a second yeah. and it's really fun but he always is engaging with his own dugout and um you know like i think about the first walk off he had with the mariners where he like pretty much like jumped up and he was shouting at his own dog like that's it just like Keep it to your team. Who for who for you is like the player that you're like, I wish everybody kind of showed emotion like like this. Like I know not everybody's the same, but who's like one guy you look at, you're like, he just does it so well. Like if you if you could think of one off the top of your head. I have one off the top can, of my head. I can think of a few. I mean, I love Acuna. I mm-hmm. think he's super fun. Even t- Tim Anderson, love watching him play. Um Stanton is one of the coolest, in my opinion, now that you mention him, because there's just like this it's like the quiet kind of swagger. Like he just like takes a couple slow struts out of the box as he's like watching this 120 mile an hour missile he just hit and just like the casual, but cool pimping that he does. And like, yeah, this is something I've done a million times before. Like, I love that. So, I mean, I'd, I'd say those are, those are three of my favorites. Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Didi comes to mind for me. I always liked the way that he would get really emotional and fired up after he did a home run. And, and, you know, like the, the 2017 wildcard game, when he hit the grand slam in the division series, like when he was like, just kind of like watched it go fair and he was holding the bat. Like, yeah, I really always, always liked the way that he, he engaged with the dugout and, and the fans. That was always fun. But yeah, that, that yeah, was, that's a good one. There's there's plenty of good ways to to go about it. Hicks makes me nervous sometimes, though. I, Hicks has a lot of good style, but sometimes the ball gets over the feet, the wall by two feet, and I'm like, how how did you know? I like them home run against the Mets. Uh, yeah, yeah, what <laughs> yeah. a great inning that was. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is, and you know, I don't know if Donaldson will learn a lesson. He's been in the league for a long time, but um, 
I guess if we deal this with this once a month, it's not the worst thing in the world if it leads to, to one loss or two losses. But I mean, no, who, no. who knows if, if it even led to led to a loss, but um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. There's, there's enough good things with this team where I can just like be like, oh, there's there's Donaldson. And he's not even playing as much as I thought. Like they have LeMahieu over a third a lot more than I thought they would. And yeah, well, I mean, Donaldson's 36. I'm sure they're trying to keep him fresh to some extent. He's 36 years old. He's making uh, what the second highest, third highest, second, I guess, highest AAV on the team behind only Cole. Um, but, and, and I guess another thing in Donald's defense, like even I think anybody would have been pissed facing Kikuchi, especially yesterday. Cause that man takes forever to throw a pitch and it's so annoying. <laughs> I, I remember like, because we were watching the early innings together before Kikuchi got taken out. And I just remember thinking like, man, if, if I ever, like if you ever texted me and asked me to go to a game and I like looked at the pitching probables and he was pitching, I, I, I might just be like, I can't like, we'll, we'll get home at one in the morning unless they knock him out in the first inning or something. I mean, he, he, he's take, he takes forever in between pitches. So I can see that pissing the Yankees off, but that's obviously not what pissed Donaldson yeah. off. It was, that won't be a problem next year, but. Yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I guess just to wrap up on on Donaldson, like it's it's not as I don't see it serving the kind of purpose it's meant to when it seems so artificial like that. And I think it's also just coming on the heels of the Tim Anderson stuff, which rubbed me the wrong way a little bit too. Not even just because of the incident itself, but then you had like Boone and Judge, and Judge who's seen as like you know, the leader in that clubhouse come out and say, like, even if it was meant as a joke, it's just not the time. And then Donaldson's public reaction was kind of like, well, yeah, I was upset to hear that because I think I'm I'm a good teammate. And he's like, I don't know, just not even really like acknowledging any of it. Just basically be like, well, I'm surprised because like I've always been known as a as a good teammate. And then then hearing Anderson's side of the story, how he was like, oh, I told him like I didn't like that joke in 2019 or something. And then Donaldson's reaction was just like, well, I always got the impression from him that it was just a joke, but now that now that he I heard that there's like a mutual understanding, or you know what I mean? Like it, there was never just like an acknowledgement of like yeah, like that was stupid, or something like that. Yeah, no, no contrition, no, no acknowledgement. I would say uh, of just kind of like I don't know. He just seems very self centered. That. That's he thinks the world revolves around Josh Donaldson. I think that's the impression that I get, but it is what it is. And now we look ahead to to Tampa and hopefully Josh Donaldson doesn't piss off the race, but we'll see. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that, that race series. We don't, they haven't officially announced all the pitching matchups, but we do know we've got Cole on the mound tonight and he's going up against McClanahan. I mean, Last week on Wednesday, we were super hyped for the Cortez-McClanahan matchup, and now we've got another fantastic one and one where the pitchers are more like each other, I guess I would say. We don't get the cool like contrast. These guys both can throw hard. Um, but you have Cole coming off a fantastic start when everyone was freaking out after his twins clunker, but Cole looked great against Tampa last week, and now you get – uh, two pitchers facing lineups that they just faced less than a week ago. So this this should be interesting, and, and I think a really good barometer for you know a potential five game playoff series where you might have these two aces face the same team twice in the span of a week. 
Yeah, I think I think this is a a really intriguing series. Even though I mean, we know it's probably going to be Cole, Cortez, and Montgomery, but um, you know, I, I'm I'm really intrigued to see how the how the Yankees respond coming off a tough loss and how they play in in the trop. They played fine, in my opinion, in the last series. They you know they split the series, uh, took two out of four, which for down there I'm I'm perfectly fine with, but. You, uh, you know, you, you have Cortez and, and Cole going into the games and it's just a matter of, is the offense going to be able to put up and, and can the pitching perform to their, to their skill level? And, and I think they, they definitely can, but, um, you know, I, I can picture coming here on, on Thursday morning, talk about the series and us being kind of down because you have a tough series that the Cole gets matched up against their ace, which is exciting, but at the same time kind of then negates call, um, coming off this loss. And then on Wednesday, um, you have the, the judge arbitration hearing. So it's going to be an interesting couple of days, uh, in Yankee land. And we haven't had a lot of those interesting days. It's just been pure fun. So I think the Yankees have the opportunity this week to, to really show what they're made of even more. Like, I think if they take two out of three here, um, there's going to be very little that they could prove to me in the regular season. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Glad you brought up the the judge hearing because could we just talk about for a second how have the Yankees not avoided this by now? Like how have they how have the Yankees not just gone to judge and been like you know what these arbitration hearings aren't supposed to include this season's production? You know they were delayed because of the lockouts, so they they were really supposed to happen before the season even started. But you are the face of our franchise. You're playing like the MVP right now. Just take this extra putrid four million dollars and hopefully keep him in their good graces as they try to maybe get back to the table for an extension or or have him not looking at the Yankees with any kind of disdain in the in the offseason as free agency hits. Like how are they not trying to avoid this hearing at all costs? I, I don't know. And I mean, the the way he's playing and the way the team is playing, like the TV ratings have been through the roof for the Yes Network. The stadiums have been packed, man. I'm, I'm trying to go on Friday and, and it's it's almost sold out for, for a Friday night game. I mean, they're playing the Astros, but I mean, people are really excited about seeing the Yankees this year and, and judges 50% of the reason, like he's having a great year. And, you know, he's he's making you that money back just in, in soda and beer sales alone, I would say, just at the stadium. But, I mean, um, yeah, the Yankees need to avoid this. I hope they haven't avoided it because maybe they're trying to get a contract to put together. I don't know. Maybe after, maybe on the flight home, like uh, they said, look, we got this this big offer. We don't need to negotiate. You can just sign it. And then, you know, today before the game, we'll announce it. That, that's just me <laughs> wishful thinking. But um, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a really interesting three days, in my opinion, in, in Yankee land. So, uh, I'm really excited for it because I think I believe in this team. I think they're they're gonna, you know, they're they're gonna show that they can take the punches. They can deal with the outside noise with the judge stuff. And and um, I think Judge has a big series this side. Judge has a, a knack for showing up when when the lights are on him. I think he's gonna have a really big series. Um, and, and you know, we'll you know, we I don't know what the Rays match pitching is gonna look like, but you know, when you have Nestor and, and Cole, you feel good at about sneaking at hopefully at least one of those games. And even though you're going up against McClanahan in game one. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see judge breaking out for, for a big series, especially because he was relatively quote unquote quiet this past series for, for his standards, I would say. Um, 
but he did again, he did have that, that big double in the, in the series finale. But yeah, the, I mean, I think, I think it's just like the way the fans have been conditioned in recent years. You come off a tough loss like this, you see the schedule ahead and you're like, man, things could, things could really get bumpy from here on out. But like you said, I mean, this Yankees team is, is different from those in the past. They can win in so many different ways. And we're not even a week removed from the Yankees showing that they can win these grinded out low scoring games against the Rays and beat the Rays at their own game. So yeah, it's in the trop. It's a little bit of an added challenge. That place sucks. Um, but there's no reason why the Yankees can't ride Cole and Cortez to some low scoring wins in these, in these first two games. And maybe it's just a a big swing from, from judge or Stanton or the red hot Torres and Rizzo in terms of their power strokes so far. So, I mean, who's to say the Yankees can't run into a big home run or two, and that's all they need to, to get the win just like last week. That's what usually happens in these close games is you get a, a home run and the Yankees are well equipped to do that. And you want to just co-take judge to win the belt this week. You want to just do that? Like a little bit of a little bit of an alliance alliance. Yeah, I sure. Want let's, to form let's, an alliance. We'll stand in solidarity with judge yeah. and say that he should win the belt this upcoming series and that he shouldn't have to deal with this ridiculous arbitration hearing, especially when the teams are 4 million apart. That's, pocket change for the Yankees, how they haven't already given that to their superstar who they're trying to convince to stay long-term is unfathomable to me, but hopefully we don't have to talk about a contentious hearing where Randy Levine called him like Adam or something after, <laughs> after uh, or something stupid like that. But just, yeah, let's, we'll go co uh, co-picks for judge and, the belt last series would go to uh, Faber, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, three multi-hit games. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think the only other person that you could have given it to maybe was Rizzo, but I, I would give it to to Glaber for sure. Cool, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is the the new Yankee way of doing business of nickel and diming all their players and trying to aggravate all of us. But hey, they they put together a good team and none of us saw it coming. So maybe they're about to do something else with Judge that we haven't really seen coming that's going to make us all happy. So that, that look, I'm trying to be positive because the Yankees have uh, have shut us all up this year. Actually, they've done the opposite. They've had us so excited. We can't stop talking about how good they are. So um, cool. All right. Well, we will talk to everybody after this series, hopefully a series win, hopefully not an eventful arbitration hearing, or hopefully there wasn't one at all. But thank you for listening. We'll talk to you in a few days. See you later, everybody. Let's go Yanks.